Hello and welcome to Do Good Podcast with myself, Rob Watson. And in this episode, I sat down with Nat Shilton from the Nakery in Liverpool to find out all about her raw vegan treats that she's been making for quite a few years now. We talk about how it started very much from humble beginnings and her making it for herself and then very much through social media she's been really been able to grow this business and to develop a really large online following and i think she's very much you know she's tapped into what's going on at the moment now people are seeking more of a healthy alternative way and are looking to eat more whole foods and that's basically what her treats are they taste really good i've got to say they're amazing they look amazing and they taste amazing but we don't just talk about the business we talk about what's inspired her throughout her life who supported her what she does to stay fit and healthy and um, you know all in all i think this is a really good episode and i got a lot out of it myself and i'd like to think plenty of others would as well so without further ado let's go into the episode thank you very much for coming over today nat i really appreciate it you're welcome i'm really excited this is like my first podcast experience so looking forward to it great stuff for the listeners who maybe aren't aware of the nakery do you want to just tell us like a little bit about the business and and how it started and stuff. right yeah i'll have to make sure i don't speak for hours because <laughs> i could okay. go on and on but i started this three years ago i started from home so i was literally just experimenting with different recipes in the kitchen and it started off as pretty much a hobby really and then as time went on, the the following sort of grew. So one day I just decided to set up the Instagram page. And at first we were called Nat's Natural Nutrition, <laughs> which sounds really long-winded when I say it now, but at the time it was like perfect, the best name. And um, I just set up the Instagram page one day and decided really to go for it because at first I was making them for friends and family and everybody was telling me, you know, this is something that, you should do and you should sell them to other people and I was nervous at first but as I say one, one day I just decided to take the risk and um, set up our page on Instagram and then the following just sort of grew organically more and more people started talking about it a lot of people in the health and fitness industry became really interested about what we were doing and yeah it just grew from there really as soon outgrew the home kitchen and then we got a commercial kitchen we got the shop and yeah it's just it's really exciting to watch it grow from something that started off so small to now it's it's just it's an amazing feeling i love it so it sounds amazing in terms of like it just starts from them like humble beginnings and maybe not having these grand plans for it it was just like okay i'm going to start making these treats so who are you making them for to start off with like friends and family and stuff yeah so i was just making them for friends and and family and they, they started giving me really good feedback and they were like you know i think you have got a natural sort of talent for this so i think you should definitely pursue that and and push it further and at first, I don't know whether it's just me, but I was kind of like doubtful, thinking, oh, what if someone else tries them and they don't like them or they give me negative feedback? It was like, I was really fearful of like somebody giving me, I took it really personal at first, but now I'm learning to just go with it. And I understand that maybe not everybody's going to like what I'm doing, but I've, I've sort of let go of that fear around it and just went, I just dived straight in and then... It just sort of grew naturally. That's great. Yeah, I think that's the key, isn't it? Just to, there's, no matter what you do in life, some people are going to love it, some people aren't going to like it. But I think because you've had enough people like it, it means that if some people don't, then that's okay. It's that's, fine, yeah. That's just the way it goes. So was there a particular like, aha moment for you in terms of wanting to do like healthy treats over, over say, what's the norm of doing, you know, the patisserie, bakery stuff, which is you know, full of your sugar and your gluten and your flour and stuff. Was there, did something like pop, come out to you for that? Yeah, well, at, at the time, and st- st- still am now, but at the time I was really into like healthy living. I was going to the gym a lot. I was sort of eating healthy foods and there wasn't that much on the market, really. Um, there was sort of like bars packaged in supermarkets but they all seemed to contain like if they were low sugar or low fat they all seemed to contain like loads of artificial sweeteners and stuff and we don't really know the dangers of 
of eating these types of sweeteners and you know I don't think if you don't know something you shouldn't really be putting that in your body so I decided to just sort of make my own treats from really good natural ingredients and I've always been focused on the quality of the treats that's something that I never want to let go of no matter how big we grow I always want to keep that quality and I, I could find ingredients that are cheaper or you know more available and use them but I really do want to keep the quality so we use a lot of nuts dates we use raw organic cacao coconut oil and I think people can well I hope people can taste the quality when they eat the treats and that's something that I've always been passionate about and as I say yeah it just sort of started as a little hobby and then I was making them for obviously my own personal consumption and then other people just started to, to sort of like what we were doing so that sounds amazing I think that's that's key isn't it in terms of you gotta make anything you do kind of like you've got to be passionate about yourself and you've got to enjoy what you're doing and then if you do that, then it can just sort of grow and, and then you can see where it goes. But I love the fact that there's just totally natural ingredients and, you know, what, you know, there's a handful of ingredients in each one. And, you know, like you say, some will be organic ingredients and stuff like that, rather than you go and pick up something which, and the number one ingredient, say, in the supermarket might be the number one sugar. And then you've got e-numbers and you've got all these other things in it. You're like, okay, it might taste good, but what's it actually doing to my body? Exactly, exactly, yeah. I mean, there is so much research out there in terms of, like, ingredients and stuff, but I just believe that we should just sort of eat these whole foods. And, okay, they are a treat, and it doesn't mean that you can overindulge and, and have them all the time, but I think if you are eating a treat, you're better to go for something that's got benefits in terms of nutrition you're still getting your sweet fit your sweet tree fix but you, you're getting some some terms of benefit you know what i mean like so when you're eating it there's different vitamins they're very high in nutrients and you can feel a difference when you eat it afterwards you don't feel that horrible like sluggish feeling when you do when you eat like cakes that are full of sugar and stuff yeah so yeah you, you definitely can i think you can feel a difference totally and you gotta listen to your body in that sense haven't you of um of what it's doing like i think as well like because of like your treats and other things that i've been inspired about over the years it shows that like you say you can still get your your sweet fix or your you know satisfy that thing without like feeling guilty about it or actually being like damaging to your body like just the other week we had um we had the family round and on a sunday for um someone's birthday and we've got like loads of little kids and stuff so i made some raw chocolate um donuts for them just these little mini ones there's only like four ingredients in them i got a little photo of one of the little girls eating them and you know that just like just goes to show you can they can be satisfied just as much from them from from something else. So yeah, it's really it's for me. It's really exciting and um, to have something that's close to home, like what you're doing. So in terms of you know, start from humble beginnings. Uh, how do you um, do you make them all, or have you got a little network with you that are supporting you to make them? Yeah. So I started off making them alone. And then when we sort of moved into our commercial kitchen, it was my mum who came in and started helping me. So she started working with me and then my auntie also works with me now. So it's sort of like a little family run business. So we're all in the kitchen every day. (laughs) So yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have family helping. And obviously my mum's really proud of how fast and how big the nature is growing and she loves to be a part of it as well and it's nice to see that she can come in and she she always says to me I don't know what I'd do without it like she's in love with it as well and it's nice and I think when you're making the treat and it, it sounds like to some people it's a bit silly but when you're actually putting love into the cakes it, it does make the difference as well so it's not like a machine it's like actually handmade and there is a lot of care and love that goes into our products oh yeah I can totally resonate with that it's just like and even just for anyone else making their own food at home there's something about having that connection with it and if you're really passionate about the business and you've got family involved in it then like you say that love is going into it and seeing it grow I know I really something sounds amazing about that about having keeping it in the family not necessarily because you just have to but it's just something nice to to bring people in along, along on the ride for you that's it yeah definitely so how many um how many treats do you do you make now a week Wow, so, I mean, on a typical day, it, we all have our own little, we specialise in different things on the menu, so I'll be making slabs, 
slabs. So I'll focus on the cookie dough slabs, the chocolate orange cookie dough slabs. My mum's focus is the bars, so she focuses on the peanut butter jelly, salted caramel, raspberry, and then my auntie does the jars, the cake jars, so she's the cake jar queen. (laughs) (laughs) So we all have our own little things that we just sort of get on with every day, and what we're doing, I have a little whiteboard where I'll just write what needs to be done that day, and we just sort of get on with, with that each day, and as time goes on, when they first started, obviously I had to train them up to the certain recipes and now it's just like they know exactly what to do and they can just get on with it and it's nice we all just sort of get on with our own things yeah and what would you do in terms of thinking is the room for it to grow even further with that with the three of you doing it or do you think that eventually it would be you know to be a bigger team at some point yeah i definitely think in terms of growth we will need a bigger team and I understand that we can get bigger machinery and stuff in order to make we, we probably will have to do that one day it's quite a scary thought because it's almost like this is my little child and i'm letting go it is a really scary thought but it's again it's exciting and i think if we get a good team of people in the kitchen because i want to keep that like i don't think i can ever step away from the kitchen like, i'm only young now so i know that i can do it for like a good few years but as soon as like we need to grow, obviously we have to get more people in and then it's like the element of trust and bringing different people. So you have to, I'll be like hand selecting <laughs> the people that train us. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I, can, I can relate to that as well. But that's good because you've got that passion for it. You know, why wouldn't you want to be in the kitchen and thinking about new recipes and how to take it forward and stuff? So in terms of like new recipes and new things that you're introducing, where do you get your ideas from and you know do you either just make them up yourselves or you seeing what's going on around the globe from other because it's a pretty big movement now isn't it the raw yeah. food for raw food food so raw yeah. food food yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely it is it is turned into a big movement and it's so good that we've got instagram it was only actually yesterday i went to my friend's house and she started doing nail nails so she does um different like nail art and and she looks up to a lot of people on instagram and we were having a discussion and i was saying you know what would we do without instagram because i follow so many different like raw bakers in australia and all these different places and they make amazing cakes and i i just obviously i can look look to that for inspiration i know there's a lot of negative things that can come out of social media but there's a lot of positive as well and i can really like look to that for inspiration every day um, it was only on saturday funnily enough we came up with some new recipes we've made little pumpkin pies and our little cinnabombs and that was just sort of i had this flow it was really really strange i just woke up with a, a feeling of like creativity it's really hard to describe and I, I did have a few plans for Saturday and I had to sort of like cancel like I was supposed to be um I was supposed to be going to get my eyebrows done funnily enough and I just said I'm gonna have to cancel because I've got like this flow and it sounds really funny but I just I knew on them days when you feel like that you know and you just sort of have to go with it and 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 I just had to stay in the kitchen all day because I just couldn't leave and I was I still get so excited it's amazing how I can still after three years I can still do it and and be excited every single day about something it's a nice feeling that's amazing well I can feel it already I can feel the excitement just just being around (laughs) you and that's great that you know three years in and you know, you've still got that drive and that vision and just see where it goes. It seems like I, I can relate to it in terms of things that when I've sort of done stuff, it's like you kind of just got to make things up as you go along That's and it. just see how things sort of unfold for you in the future. You know, you talk about being wanting to do this because of people who will go to the gym and stuff like that. And, you know, you've always been like health conscious yourself or is this something that came as a bit of a wave for you like a few years ago? Well, it came as a bit of a wave. It was when I'd left school, um, my mum's always been into her health and fitness um, and she used to be, she used to run quite a lot. So I just started going on these runs when I left school because I had more time off and um, it was like in the break before I started sixth form. So I had like six weeks off school and um, I just started going on runs with my mum and I just fell in love with 
I, I started seeing changes quite quickly not only physically but mentally as well and going to the gym and sort of like it's like a stress buster isn't it and I just started seeing the changes and I fell in love with it and then started looking into like my diet and things that I could change and I just um, fell in love really just with the health eating and stuff yeah there's like an awakening going on it feels at the moment like people are maybe this it's two ways you're seeing people go completely other way and you know the health is really going down but there's also a big change of people wanting to be much more health conscious you know whether that be like how popular cycling's become and running over the past few years and you know um all the, the changes in diets from veganism to the paleo movement and all these different things so it's exciting to see and I think that's why your business and other businesses like it's in, are going to ride that wave because it's kind of like it only feels like it's going to go one way that's in the it. next few years that's it well there's a lot of disease isn't there and not to like put a negative spin on it but people don't realize how much your diet is actually related to these types of diseases and I think people are waking up to that and you know if you want to stay healthy and you want to like live longer you've got to put the right stuff in your body definitely yeah yeah, we touched on sugar before, like refined sugar. When you really delve into that and, and read about it and, and see the effects it has on your body. That's it, it. It's literally like poison. Yeah. I think what we're doing to ourselves. And like we, um, we've we been watching The Bake Off. I don't know if you've been watching The Bake Off. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> I think it's coming to the close, something like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's an exciting show and stuff and seeing, you know, some good characters on there. But the amount of sugar and stuff that goes into the treats and... And all the gluten, and you know, some people are fine with gluten, um, but and all the dairy and stuff, and, and it's like, yeah, you may look good, but what what effect did it actually happen to us? And you know, I think Jamie Oliver, he did a really good um, TED talk a while ago, which was all around sugar and kids, and pretty much most kids each year will have like a wheelbarrow full of refined sugar in yeah. their diet, and you just don't realise that it's practically. It's not just in sweet treats. You could buy anything, you know, and you look at it and there's just sugar. You go buy a piece of fish and there's sugar in sugar bin in the fish and stuff and you I just know. think I know, and it's so addictive as well. And I, I have friends who've who they've said, Oh, I've tried to stop eating sugar and they just try and cut it out and then they get all these crazy headaches and it is it's something, it's it's like a journey. It's almost with the the same with the veganism. It it is like a journey and because I am I'm not actually fully vegan, which some people are surprised and they're like, oh, I can't believe you're not actually fully vegan and you're making like these treats. But I am, I, I haven't had meat for, I think it's nearly two years now. Um, and I try to avoid dairy as much as possible. When I'm eating treats, I, I really only snack on our treats that we make. And I mean, because dairy, I didn't realise, but the effects on my skin, like I used to get this crazy rash and I didn't know what was causing it. And I went to the doctors and um, they just sort of said, oh, it's dermatitis, it could be anything that's causing it. And I found out for myself, it was when I had things with dairy, which was only little and often because I am on this journey to, I do eventually want to be vegan and I am cutting things out. I think I'm going about it the right way because I haven't just went like cold turkey on everything I've sort of like took it as a journey and like a positive rather than just saying oh them foods are restricted you know I can't go near them I've sort of enjoyed it and I I am pretty much 90% vegan now so um I didn't realize that the rash that I was coming out with was caused by dairy and it's 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 it is it's crazy yeah it seems like there's a lot of intolerances isn't there yeah and I think in part of it feels like it might not necessarily be, say 100 years ago, we might not be intolerant to it, but I think in terms of the way everything's farmed and fished and all sorts of stuff, the way it's all kept and, and the means of using it and the chemicals, I think all that plays like this whole toxic build-up and Definitely. it's all like interconnected and stuff. So I think as, as much as we can eat like, you know, natural and clean food, um, it's surely going to be the right way for us. I, I noticed the difference with me and um, and how we... But but like you say, it's a transition and it's a journey. It is, it is a journey. It, and I think what's right for some people isn't right for the others. Like some people can thrive off veganism, while others, they can't and they actually need to be having the fish and the meat in the diet. Yeah. Because, like you know, our microbiomes are different and the makeup of us and stuff. And some people have got certain health issues which need certain food to treat it. It's very complex. It is. It's very like based on like an individual basis. But I think 
each of us when we get down to it we know what's right for us that's it you know and i think we listen to our body a little bit as best we can okay then so you know it may seem like it's been plain sailing for you for three years and you've built up this big social media following but i'm sure you've had some challenges along the way and maybe sometimes when you're just like I don't want to make any more tweets. I'm sick to sight to the sight of them, you know. <laughs> That's it, definitely. I mean, it isn't easy. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna try and like sugarcoat it. It's <laughs> no fun in terms of there, but it's it isn't it isn't easy. And I mean, there is a lot of pressure. And one thing I've I've sort of highlighted on our, especially on our Instagram page now, I've been sharing my part of my journey along the way and people are sort of loving that because they can relate to it and they love the realness of it rather than pretend and oh it's all great because it's not you know there is a, it is hard and if it was easy everyone would be doing it so it, it is difficult having your own business and things like it's not always a steady income um the it, it all you've got to take responsibility for everything that goes on so you're accountable for whether it goes on and you're not there it's not really you know if something goes on in the hangar on my stall and I'm not there I've still got to take responsibility because it's my business and that is a huge pressure and I think nobody really likes to speak about the the more negative side and you know everyone does pretend oh it's great to have a business and it's it's difficult yeah there's there's certainly challenges and becomes a little uncertainty like you say about that idea of you know you don't have that steady stream of income it might be all amazing for a few weeks or a month and then it actually slows down and in that slow down time you're like oh shit you know, <laughs> definitely is it is it going to pick back up and you, and you think you know all your anxieties come up and like is it over for the business yeah it's constantly like nothing's promised and it, it is an uncertainty all the time you know and, and that can be really positive you can wake up on a monday morning and think what could happen this week it could be anything could happen but then again anything could happen negative as well it's just you've just got to try and stay positive stay focused and really believe that you know you are on this path and everything happens for the reason and we lost our bold street shop which was kind of the lowest point for me so far because i invested like a lot of I felt a connection it, it is a bit silly to say but when I found that shop it was sort of like I fell in love and it was like a cute little quaint I just loved I loved everything about it it was in Petticoat Lane shopping arcade on Bold Street and there was all there was about six independent businesses in there and we all sort of got on and it was it was just a lovely little community and a couple of months back the landlord decided that he wanted to basically knock all the shops through and turn it into one big burger restaurant so he gave us three weeks notice to sort of pack up and and leave basically and at the time I just remember like everybody was really upset all the other business owners in there and we were all like feeling really down about it and I just thought if there's one way that we can attack this, it's got to be with positivity because if we try and attack a negative with a negative, it's, it's not going to work out. So although it was, it was the lowest point and I was on holiday at the time and it was the first day of my holiday, I received like the notice period and I was like, I was away for a week so there was physically really nothing I could do for that, for that week and I just couldn't let it, I was on holiday with my friends and I said I'm not going to let it ruin the holiday, I just can't and it was sort of my only time off that I really get and that news come on the first day and I just thought there's only one way, I'm just going to have to be positive about it and believe that everything does happen for a reason, we will find somewhere better and bigger We've just got to find the right location and then definitely we'll be back. <laughs> well, I really admire that positivity, you know, because I believe that as well, you know, you know, c- circumstances don't matter in a way. It's almost like it's how you react to them that, that matters the most and how you're feeling. And, and if something's happening, you go, well, okay, can you look at it from a different perspective and go, well, okay, well, this is happening for a reason. And it might be that in a few years time we'll be in this amazing place and if this event didn't happen that's it we wouldn't be been pushed to go in a different direction that's it often at the time when something happens like the shit hits the fan or something in that moment it's like oh that's awful and you've got to feel that for a bit yeah but you need that 
to look, to then going up to push in different directions. So, so have you got any thoughts in terms of where you'd like to, to move to? Because obviously, Bowl Street was such a great location, a lot of footfall, and I'd hear like people would be queuing around the corner That's it. to come and get your treats off you. That's it. I mean, we, we in terms of Bowl Street, it is such an amazing street and it's full of independence, and the vibe is really it's amazing and I just fell in love with the whole street and I loved like seeing the different business owners and speaking to them and it was like a real sense of community and I would that is my dream to be on Bold Street but with the rent prices and stuff to have a shop front there it's just not it's just not something that we will be able to do right now I understand in the future we, we, we won't be able to do it but right now I do want to try and stay central but the prices are high so i think if we don't stay central it'll be south liverpool but there is a lot a lot of our customers do sort of live around that area and i think again like larkley and smithdown egberford there is that same type of vibe but then you don't have to pay as much as being and i hope that people will travel <laughs> wherever we move i just need to get it in a good i've, I've found out like a good location with quite a bit of parking and stuff so I feel like people will sort of come in and get the treats and and yeah just as long as it's convenient for people yeah I think we can rest assured about that like we've like I touched on earlier on like we've you know we've travelled in just to come and get your treats and it's a 34 minute drive you know (laughs) so um, and I think because you're established now and you've got that recognition and people like them and stuff like that I think you know as long as she's not miles away in some back end alley, you're yeah. going to be absolutely fine. And am I right now? You're going to start to do deliveries and stuff soon, or yeah, are you doing that? yeah. So we started up on the home deliveries. It's mm. literally just it was just we wanted to see what the demand was like for it. So we've just started doing them ourselves on a Thursday evening. So we just end up driving all around the city, different um, people want them from all different areas. So yeah, we've just started as I say, on a Thursday evening, but as the demand grows, we'll we'll sort of look to meet that demand. Oh, that's good to know. And in terms of, um, I think it's really worth talking about, so obviously social media must have played like a big role in a way of, the, you know, you said you've been inspired by Instagram so much and it's obviously helped drive your business in many ways because I think you're, what, you're over 10,000 followers now on, yeah. on Instagram. And I think that's the thing, you know, like I think you touched on like, in a way, social media can be the best and the worst of times. If you're using it for the best because you're getting inspired, you're using it for your business, for your passion, you know. Um, but then, um, but then obviously there's the other side. But I think it's playing a really big role, isn't it, for for startups particularly? That's it. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much potential. <clears throat> it's it's a free platform where there's a lot of attention. Like, if you look around at people, everybody's on the phone and people can see that as like, oh, it's a sad time, no one communicates anymore. But it is just a different way of communicating and I think it is hard for us to adjust to. And not so much me because, like, I'm young, but my older older members in the family, they see it as, like, a really sad time because everybody's sitting on the phone, people will go for a meal and they're on the phone. But at the same time... There's, there is so much you can do and it, it is a free platform obviously you can do like paid advertisements which are really cheap for the amount of reach that it you sort of get but if it wasn't for the instagram i i started the whole business from the instagram page that's how i got it out there that's how i got the words out so instead of like leaflet dropping at people's houses it would be putting things on instagram putting good pictures on, just constantly posting content that people can relate to. And I find that's how we've grown, by just using it to the best of our ability, really. So was it just sort of like slow, steady growth of it, or was it sort of like it went in a big wave and just... Yeah, well, I mean, it, it has sort of been slow and steady for the past three years. It was 2015 when I started, and it sort of has just been like a steady growth. Things have took off really fast like the cake jars that's when we started getting the queues and things on Bold Street which was obviously really exciting and really overwhelming just couldn't believe that people were coming up and queuing and everyone was like oh what's that queue over there we'll go and join that queue and it was like really big hype around it and that was when we brought the cake jars out so yeah we can bring new products out and we can just go like boom and just really take off 
And I think as well with with the internet and I said it's like it's exciting rather than do leaflet drops where you've got no idea if it works. There's no interaction. You can put something up there whether you're experimenting with a new recipe and you can get that feedback there. And I think also because it's grown in the feedback, you get more excited about wanting to post more. And that in itself, like I suppose your Instagram page is like your baby in a way. That's well, it. Know. That's it, yeah. I mean, it is good when you put, if you put an advertisement out on Instagram, because a lot of the big brands aren't using it yet. They're still using things like TV and radio. When you do use an advert on Instagram, it is quite cheap for the amount of people that it reaches. And you can really refine the people who you want it to sort of be seen by. So I could go as far as saying... I want employees of a certain company to see this post and it's crazy how much you can do certain age groups, you can do everything like gender, we have a lot, ours is mostly female um, and it's good because you can see all these stats on Instagram and you know you can measure different things, it's great really. Yeah it's amazing how deep you can go in and stuff like that and then you know what you're getting for your money when you're spending. Um, rather than you know putting an advert in a paper in the echo or something and being like okay let's see what happens that's it and you don't know how it's gone you don't know how many people you know have, have engaged in it and you can measure them things on social media so it's good i also noticed on your on your feed there's a lot of lot of messages and quotes on there so there's like a lot of positivity and stuff like that which is obviously you know can see it's all coming from you but is there something that that's come from am i right in thinking you did was it sociology was it yeah i've done psychology at university i really do um, enjoy looking into mindset and especially with being an entrepreneur there's certain things that can make the difference so i believe that mindset and energy is a really good indicator of so if you're positive more positive things will happen and i try to put things out there that that relate to being an entrepreneur as well as doing the cake so with the quotes, I know it looks nice. It's like in a nice little pattern on the Instagram page, but there is more of a meaning behind it. And the quotes are something that I'm I'm starting to combine what I learned in my psychology degree and what I've learned through doing this business. I'm starting to combine that with the cakes, and I'm finding people are generally liking it. Yeah, so it's um, it's a good mix, though, isn't it? I suppose maybe when you were doing the degree, you didn't really know that you're going to be going these treats as such you know or or maybe you were how would be doing that during during your course were you doing the treats so i started doing the i started making the cakes it was second year in university and i was coming to the end of second year so i had a lot of exams and it got to the point where i was in lectures and i met a lot of great friends at university and they all sort of knew exactly what they wanted to do. So they knew, oh, I want to go into social psychology, I want to go into clinical psychology. And I was just sitting in these lectures thinking, I really don't know what I want to do. And I kind of felt like a bit of an outsider and I felt like everybody sort of got the shit together in terms of what they want to do for a career. And I just didn't know. And then when I started making these cakes, I found naturally my attention was being shifted towards this and in lectures I'd sit there daydreaming what's the next recipe I can make and I sort of had to make a decision at the end of second year it got to the point where I was delivering cakes and then I was going to an exam in the same morning and I was just thinking this is crazy and I had to make the decision to put university I had to sort of leave me degree to start the business and that was a big thing as well because I was going against the grain and the university tutor actually said to me you're the first person to sort of leave university to start a business like people leave when they're pregnant or they're ill he was like you're the first person that's sort of went to just start a business so they were really supportive and they wished me luck and they put me degree on hold so I can go back and and do the last year when I'm ready so it's good that's really good to know and to hear you know so you took that leap of faith something that you were passionate about and I I can relate to that as well it's like and I think I've talked about quite a few people it's like you know if you take that leap of faith and you take that you know you want to go and do something that you're excited about you can always go back to what you were doing. Like, for instance, your case, you can go back and finish your degree. That's as it. And maybe you will when you're 40. That's because it. it's something that you want to do. But I think just taking that, following maybe your passions a little bit more and something you're excited about and going down that route is just, 
so yeah and it's paid off for you <laughs> yeah it's good it's good it's just it's a nice feeling knowing that I'm doing something that I enjoy to do and I, I don't really want to preach that or I mean people say to me like oh you're so lucky that you're doing something that you enjoy and I really don't think it's it's not really to do with luck it's more to do with actually taking action and you know if you are unhappy you can always start something as like a side project you can keep your normal your full-time job you can keep that income if that's what is the scary part and then if you start something on the side and it takes off then the, the biggest thing is just to go with it and just see where it leads so you said you know you make your own luck don't you that's, that's it that's the way it goes and and that's the thing as well it's like you can just take little steps towards it can't you it's like people use the term like it's a side hustle for you and you just you know your hobbies or your passions just build them up in the side and maybe when you were starting making them you maybe didn't think oh i can sell these to thousands of people it's like i just love making these i like them and even if you're making them just for yourself because they're healthy like you said before you that mostly these would be the treats that you'll eat yeah um so yeah you can just go anywhere with your with your passions and stuff that's it that's it i mean if you start something and you think there's a gap in the market for it then more than likely there's going to be other people that are looking for it as well so i was looking for this healthy you know tree full of natural ingredients and i just thought there must be other people that are looking for this as well and turns out there was so just right timing for you i imagine it. say if you were around at your age doing this 10 years ago well, first of all, there wouldn't have been Instagram. <laughs> yeah. There might have been this wave of people wanting to focus on the healthy treats and it could have just, you know, bottomed out. So perfect timing for you. Yeah. Um, you know, it sounds like it's pretty full on for you as well. And yeah. you've got like, you know, you got your helpers and stuff, but it's like, what's it called with like hours are you putting in work-wise and stuff? So, I mean, it's, it's seven days a week and if I'm not in the kitchen everything it, it sounds really mad to describe and, and I don't think people quite believe it but I, I think my life is just the nakedly and I am the nakedly and it's really funny because people see me and and they, you know because I do put a lot um I obviously manage the social media and I've, I've put things from myself out there so people recognize and they're like oh are you the nakedly and I'm like, <laughs> I just laugh and I'm like, no, I'm not. But yeah, I am the nakery. And it's crazy how it really is my life. Someone asked me, it was just the other day, do you think by starting this, you've had to put your life on hold in terms of other things? Or do you think it's opened up your life? And I was just like, this is my life. This is not, there's no like work life balance. It is just me. So yeah. Well, that's amazing because it doesn't, doesn't really feel like work then does it it's just like you're getting up and like you say there'll be days where it's like oh you know whatever's happening and it's a rough time or whatever you might but you know i I love this term that i've been hearing a lot more recently it's like your purpose fuels your passion you know and it's like that just you know so you can get up and it's not like oh i've got to do a shift of so many hours and it's seven days a week it's just what it is and because you'll be doing a lot of it's the social media stuff People will be on, if they're not got their own business, people will be on social media all the time anyway. Yeah. So to be able to actually use it for your business and to see a purpose behind it and, and an outcome and, and watching it grow must feel pretty good. It is, it's amazing. It is. It's such an amazing feeling. And that I love that quote too. And I love the fact that I have sort of found a meaning and a purpose and I'm doing something that I really do love. And I think that fuels me through the hard times as well and no matter what's going on I think if I just come back to that it it does help me through the more difficult periods as well and you know as you know you're only young now so I'm sure there's going to be plenty more ups and downs yeah (laughs) to face but I think because you've got that attitude you know it happens for a reason and something good will come out of it and yeah there's going to be you know hard work sometimes I have this thing about this about hard work um and in a way it's not it's not probably not necessarily hard work it's like it's work and there's a lot a lot goes into it but it's not like hard to do as that, such. that's it that's it I mean it, it is it's obviously you know as I said before it, it isn't always easy but I think because I do enjoy it so much that's what's just sort of kept me moving and someone said to me the other day it the nakedly doesn't stop until you stop and that just made me smile because it was at the time when we sort of lost the shop and 
and to just hear that and think that's so true like as long as I don't stop and I'm not planning on stopping the nature will just continue and I can just sort of go with it so it's good yeah it's really exciting it's really amazing to hear your story and and to see the journey you've gone on you know you're young as well you know and that's must got to be inspiring for for other people like I'll speak with people who'll be much older you know people around my age and younger and it goes to show that no matter what age you are and something that you're excited about and you're passionate about then you can go for it see where it ends up thank you you've got quite long days and stuff you know what do you do when you have got a bit of time off? You know, what, what helps you to sort of switch off from thinking about raw treats or, <laughs> or being on social media? So I go to the gym. I love the gym. Um, I train at Steel Habitat, which is a strength and conditioning gym. So I love just sort of, you know, lifting weights. And it, it sort of makes me, it's like a stress buster. And it does really help me to switch off and feel like my best self, really. And... I feel if I don't go, I'm not as productive, I'm definitely not as creative and it does really help me to try and go at least a few times a week, even when I have hectic days, I just, you know, my coach says to me, it's only an hour of your time, just try and make it in and and I do listen and I go in and then I feel a lot better, even on days where I finish work and I think, oh, I really can't, like, I can't be bothered going, I go and it does help a lot with the mental sides of it as well. So do you tend to do that at the end of your working day? Yeah, yeah. So with fairies, sometimes I'll go early in the morning, but lately it has been after work. And it just... I actually have more energy when I step out of there than before. And it helps me to go home and then I get on with other things that I think if I just went straight home, I maybe wouldn't do. So like a lot of the other work, like the social media and answering emails and stuff, I feel like it gives me the energy to sort of go home and, and crack on with that. So when, so is it at night time, you're right up to, like, before you go to bed sometimes working and doing all the social media yeah, stuff? Yeah, it's it's literally the last thing before bed and the first thing when I wake up. Wow. So, <laughs> so interested now, how's your sleep? You so sleep I probably a... dream. I, I don't actually remember my, well, I'm not, I'm not conscious if that's the right, I don't think I remember the dreams that I have, but I'm pretty sure that it would be about... A PBJ bar or salt and caramel shortbread. <laughs> and do you sleep okay? Do you, do you yeah, get, yeah, I mean, I do. I, I, sometimes there's things that keep me awake, you know, I'm always, it does feel like sometimes my brain does overtime and I have to really try and wind down overnight. So I've, I read, I try and read. I've been trying to read lately. So um, at the moment, I'm reading Gary V's book, which is amazing. I love Gary V, someone who I look up to and he, he speaks a lot about being an entrepreneur and he's got that experience and he, he puts a lot of real things on Instagram that you can relate to, so it's great. Oh, that's good, yeah. I think reading, and I, I'll always delve into a book a little bit before I go to bed, just to, I'm a bit like you know, saying, like, mind will be always ticking over. I'm like, okay, I need to wind down now, I need to go to sleep, you know? That's it. That's it. And I love lavender as well. And I've started using um, this natural um, lavender um, body wash from Live Organic on Bold Street. And it's amazing. And I feel like the smell, it does help you like wind on and sleep and stuff. So things like that as well. That's good to know. So you mentioned someone then who inspires you. Who else is sort of inspiring you? Like, who may be sort of like in the similar, you know, business to you that, you know, that is inspiring you or where they're doing it and stuff? Yeah, so I, I follow quite a few, as I say, different people on Instagram and they're all over the world. Like, it's going on in so many different places. Australia, I find a lot of the girls who I follow uh, in Australia doing it and I find a lot of inspiration online. But someone else who I look up to is um, Deliciously Ella. So she has her own brand and um, she's really, like, a big name in terms of, like, the raw treats and stuff. And I love looking at... It's just amazing to see if you can look at someone and they've only started the same way I've started from home and and it's amazing to just see that one day that's how much potential you could have to sort of go that big. It's amazing. Yeah, and I think a lot of people as well, they're being like deliciously ill. I know that she wasn't she wasn't well, was she? So that's what sort of triggered it for that's her. It. And like you say, if you for you, you know, you're getting rashes and stuff and finding out that's to do with dairy. So that, in a way, these things come up for us to then push us to go, okay, you know, get ourselves healthy, but then also share that knowledge, 
and then experience out in the world as best we can. Yeah, definitely. So is there anyone else besides Deliciously Ella? Um, I mean, I do follow a, a, a lot of different um, pages. They're all called like different names and it's hard to remember sometimes. It is mainly Deliciously Ella that I do look up to and um, I mean, there isn't actually that many people doing it. Mm. So it's crazy really because people say to me, you know, there isn't that many, especially in the UK and, yeah. and there isn't that many people doing it and I'm guessing that as time goes on more people are gonna get involved and and start doing the same the same thing. But I'm I'm excited for that because we're all pushing the same movement and we can all help each other. Yeah, it's like everything's interconnected but everyone's doing it on their own sort of terms and doing it for their own reasons. Exactly. I get the impression that um a lot of it seems to have come like you say Australia and stuff, but also like California, Los yeah. Angeles, all around there. There's a huge wave and a huge movement. Yeah. We were out there a few years ago and wow, it's just to a completely another level. Yeah. You can get the most amazing healthy takeaways and deliver to you phenomenal, you know? I know, I know, and I just hope that we start catching up soon. Well I think we will. I think because of the internet and stuff and the way things are spreading and information so easily accessible, people are well, people are sharing ideas like never before. That's it. And you're seeing it, like, I think most places are just getting better. Even where we live now, like, little nice places are popping up on the high street and, you know, more health, healthy, conscious things and stuff like that. So it's definitely a good time to be around. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely exciting. Um, so I'm interested to know who's, like, who's had the most, like, most positive influence on your life, you know, whether it be growing up or a teacher or, or someone online whoever it may be I think it's definitely I'd have to say my mum um a hundred percent I mean she's she's had to um, put up with quite a few things she's got I've got a, a younger brother who's got autism and severe learning difficulties and she's always been like a strong role model for me and watching her like how she stays strong and how she deals with things and definitely she's always believed in me and pushed me and you know just told me to go for it no matter what and like not to worry and things so yeah definitely and then in terms of other people definitely um Gary V as I was saying before listening to his speaking has definitely influenced my life massively and my mindset and some things that he posts out it it really is life-changing to listen to his perspective on things and definitely it's good to have a little just a little listen every day and just to put him on in the background or I'll listen to a few of his clips and it really does have a positive influence. I bet. Oh that's really nice to hear about your your mum having such a great influence on you. I can feel the same with me, you know, with, with the way I grew up and stuff like that. It's so important, isn't it, to feel like you've got that support and someone who can be there for you and encourage you and believe in you. I think that's the biggest thing, having someone who's gonna believe in you. Definitely. To sort of you know, you can go out and do whatever you want in the world, you know. That's don't it. don't hold back type thing. That's it. I mean with a lot of pressure like academically sometimes to sort of stay on the same path with university and things and when I first started this obviously I had to make that big jump of, of leaving university and it, like my mum was saying to me, you know, just do whatever feels right. Just 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 go with it. So it's good, it's nice. And I think that's the key thing where you said like what feels right. Like we have to, sometimes we intellectualise things too much and think, oh, this is what I should do, but actually what feels right. And that feeling for me tends to come more from like the heart. Definitely. What is it that you feel like that response to, yeah, I want to go after that. Something that you literally think about it and you, your body almost tingles with excitement. It's like, <laughs> I've got to go after that. Definitely. You know, and maybe going in, going to uni and sitting in lectures and stuff often isn't exciting. And you're sort of thinking, what is that path going forward? And there's been so many amazing people over the years, like Richard Branson and stuff, who didn't make it through school. And it tends to be what I find more the entrepreneur's spirit is the ones that don't go through the system or aren't successful going through the system. They're kind of like a bit like the renegades and a little bit like the mavericks and want to change course. A hundred percent. I was always um, very sociable and I always knew how to speak to lots of different people and it, when I was younger I, I just 
I loved the idea of like sort of making your own money and I used to sell sweets at school <laughs> so um, it's against the rules but I used to have like this little tuck shop thing going on on the playground and I'd done that right through and at school and people always say to me I remember when you used to sell your sweets on the playground and it is it's crazy I think from a young age I knew that I wanted to be sort of independent and I wanted to go against the grain a little bit and I feel like that was in me from a young age definitely. Do you know what it's, it's tricky something for me because I used to sell sweets when I was in school. <laughs> it's funny isn't it when you look back and it was only like last year I was looking back thinking wow this really did start from from a young age. Yeah I remember for me like my dad would go and get me we'd go to some some shop that would sell them in bulk and you'd buy all the Mars bars, like a 24 pack of Mars bars and you get them at 20p and you'd sell them at 35p. And... Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the profit was great. <laughs> it's not always the healthy, you know, it's a bit funny really that I went from selling sweets and now I'm making these healthy cakes. It's it's probably not the best thing to be selling out to people with the, um, with all the sugar and stuff at the time. But, but you, you, know. you know, you're doing what you know, what's best at the time. You know, now you better. know better. I love that thing as well. Once you know better, you do better. That's you know? And that there's no there's no nothing wrong with you doing that at age because you know you just think it was part of your didn't journey. Didn't know any better, exactly. Didn't, didn't know about it. It's part of your journey to take you to where you are now. So, but that's really nice to hear, like the influences that I've had on your life and your mom and, and the other people that you listen to. I'm like that as well. Like I'll get into someone for a while and I will like listen to them a lot. Just want to absorb it, whether like audio books or YouTube clips or podcasts. Is there any particular um, way that you tap into that stuff which you'd use, whether it be audio books or just YouTube? Or Yeah, so it's mainly YouTube. Um, obviously, if, I'm, if I've got it on in the background, I will like throw a podcast on and, and sort of just have that on it in, in the kitchen sometimes. But it mainly is um, YouTube clips and I mean, with, with Gary V, when he posts on his Instagram page, he'll just post like little short clips that are really impactful and you can just watch that for 15 seconds or whatever it's on for and then your whole day will like be influenced by like what he puts out. It's amazing. It's brilliant. And do you see yourself doing some videos at some point? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I did set up a little YouTube. I set up a YouTube channel for the Nakery and I put a little bit of content out, but when we had the thing with the shop and there was a lot more stuff that sort of took higher priority so that sort of took a back seat but we'll definitely be going back to the YouTube and putting more content out and I love I love speaking as you can tell and I don't shut up but yeah and you got any thoughts about what you might do in terms of like extra sort of with the business or like other products where you might come bring out your own sort of like recipe book at some point you might do some workshops with people of days where they can come and learn to make them and stuff definitely that's something that i really get excited about i'm, I'm planning i wanted to bring a recipe book out um next year so that's definitely something that i'll be working on aimed um, towards the christmas of next year and in terms of workshops as soon as i find the right space I, I've got so many ideas that I can't wait to just need the space to project them into so as soon as I find a new shop I'll be making room for all these little spaces where I can hold workshops and stuff and it's definitely something that I get excited about. Yeah that sounds like the natural progression for you doesn't it and and see where it can go and you know who knows and you might end up developing it and go more over the country not just selling them in Liverpool you know Manchester Leeds and maybe further field yeah who knows where they'll go definitely the possibilities are endless and I think the key is like you're talking about before is you know you put your love and energy into this with your mum and your auntie so I think the trick is as it grows is to make sure that it's still got that sort of authenticity to it going into it rather than I can sure you don't want it to be just running a factory like I, I don't know where like obviously deliciously Ellis have gone pretty big now and they'll be in Sainsbury's Tesco's and all the little I guess the energy balls yeah so obviously they're not going to be getting handmade but I suppose at some point there's maybe a compromise as well but yeah definitely I think there has got to be a compromise as we grow and I haven't really got I'm quite open-minded in terms of where I want to take this next so I do try to keep that open mind and just just flow with whatever path sort of comes. Yep, that's it. 
that definitely sound like a good way. You know, I think that's a really good lesson to have in terms of, okay, have a bit of a plan forward, have some ideas and visions, but be flexible. You know, I think sometimes if you had this strong, like really in-depth business plan and you've got to hit these things by, in six months we've got to hit this target and such like that, it's like, in a way, it's just numbers and it's just makeup. And I think if you have that, you then come like a little bit um, disappointed then because things haven't turned out. But actually, if you don't have that, you just have a vision and almost go month by month or whatever, see where it goes then, who knows? Because three years ago, you didn't know you'd be where you are. That's it. You'd have so many people following it. And actually, more important, so many people really enjoying what you're doing and what you're making. Um, you know, We keep coming back for more treats and... I'm sure this Christmas is going to be a busy time for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have them as the Christmas gifts because they know someone who, who sort of eats them, so they get, make sure they get a little Christmas selection box. And January's our biggest. Like, that's always... That's been our busiest month. So as soon as January, a lot of people start doing Veganuary and trying new things, and they've maybe overindulged the Christmas on, like, the wrong type of treats and when they get to January they sort of have this health kick and and it gets a few weeks in and they're craving something sweet so that's where we sort of provide them with that sweet treat that's still nutritious they don't have to feel guilty about so we do find that January was it was when we started having the busier time in our bold street shop and we I look forward to January it's definitely and we do Christmas Eve deliveries too, so... Oh, that's a nice that little... That should be good. That's nice. Your, your little Santa. Yeah. <laughs> I had my Christmas jump around last year, and we stayed out delivering until about 11 o'clock at night. Like, it was crazy, but I love it. Oh, yeah. I can imagine, you know, some of them would be made up for the... Um, as opening the door, what you're, what you're dropping off. So, and you also said you're... Um, are you in, you're selling juices now in, in the store? Yeah, so we work closely now with the company Reducing Eats and they bring us um, juices in glass bottles. So they're the first um, sort of company to, to open in Liverpool making the organic um, glass bottle juices. So they're made from a range of different fruit and veg and it's nice to work with someone who's also, they're just starting off and um, it, they're still you know a baby in terms of the business and it's nice to be able to support them and you know help each other grow it's nice yeah that's good to know that that's good to know um yeah you can't go wrong with a good raw juice yeah. and especially say you know the glass bottles as well that's great because most of them are in plastic and you got to be concerned about the bba in them and stuff like that that's um, it that's but, that's definitely a shift we're making as well because our our packaging used to be like completely we just used to use the little plastic and it was more just in terms of because our kitchen's separate to where our shop is we had to transport them every day and it was just convenient to use like these little plastic packaging but now we've started using the biodegradable boxes so that was a big movement and a lot of our customers sort of wanted that and we wanted it as well and we um, found the right size box for our little selection boxes. Now we're just waiting on the company to make our little single serving ones. So that should be by by next year. We'll have like the completely biodegradable packaging, and then we do the cake jars and glass as well. So that's oh, that, good. That's good to know. Like you know, it's, it's a transition for you, isn't it? You know, you've set okay. We're going to be fully eco at some point and it's like okay that's where we're going to go towards so yeah that's yeah. good to hear so since this podcast is all about sharing what good people are doing like yourself i'm interested to know what kind of advice you may pass on to other people that are looking to go out there and do their own bit of good in the world so um, my advice would be um, just just go for it and you know don't don't overthink it too much just just focus on the positivity and and taking that leap of faith really and there's so many factors that come in you know fear whether that fear comes from pressure of other people you know parents society um what what people may think like just just focus on you know your vision and if you have a vision that you feel like it feels right just sort of go with it and 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 just make sure you 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 know you believe in yourself really that sounds amazing and I, I love that in terms of because often we can we can have our own visions and dreams and then that can be very exciting and then in a way we can shit over them ourselves because our mind will be like no you can't do that but then also people outside might be like oh, you can't do that it's too hard but actually if you believe in it 
then you just got to follow it. That's it, definitely. Well, it's been amazing talking to you today. Thank I really you. appreciate the time. So how can people who are listening find out about you and where can they connect with you? So we, we obviously, we've got our Instagram page, we've got um, Facebook and Twitter. So we use all the social media platforms. We put a lot of content out daily so you can keep up with everything that we're doing on there. Um, we've also got a store which is based inside Redbrick Hangar where there's lots of different independents. Um, it, it's such it's like a cool like Camden Market style vibe in there so there's loads of different businesses that are based in there and that's in Cain's Brewery Village so it's next door to um, Peaky Blinders and Black Pearl Bar so you'll find us in there we're open seven days a week and then we'll soon have our new shop opening as well hopefully early next year that sounds really exciting well I'm sure people will be checking you out and going down and, and sampling some of your treats Thank you. Um, well, thank you very much, Nat, for coming over today. I really appreciate you spending some time with me, and I really hope that people will get a, a lot out of this one. Thank you very much. I've really enjoyed it. So there's my interview with Nat. I love this one. Um, I got loads out of it. I felt really inspired at the end of it. I was thinking about the things that I want to go out and, and be doing more of as well, and um, getting me in the kitchen, making more healthy raw treats for myself and for the people in my home. So yeah, if you enjoyed this one, please give it a like, share and subscribe and all the things that we spoke about in the episode and links to Nat's Instagram and her Facebook pages and and then other things that they'll be in the show notes. So yeah, thanks a lot guys and until next time, have a good one. Mm -hmm.